Listen, bro, you know, the podcast needs as much yeah, charity as it can get. Mm-hmm. Fucking food in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So, test right, one, two, one, two, out of video is. What's up, what's up, what's up? Mm-hmm. Cable. Oh, That's which cable, man? What cable is that? We are the Why Not Podcast. Are we motherfucking on, nigga? Say, on, bro. Motherfucking midnight, nigga. Hell yeah, nigga. Oh, bro. Motherfucking Why Not Podcast. Shout outs. Uh, episode what? 14? 14. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, nigga. We Valentine's with this shit. Valentine's? The 14th. The only 14. I don't, I don't got another 14 reference. Give me another 14 reference. Friday the 14th. Friday the 14th. Yeah. Oh no, Fonte has a dope line. It's Saturday the fourteenth. Fuck, you got a mask on, nigga. But <laughs> right, but yeah, yeah, that's another reference for the fourteenth. Um, um, but yeah, we back. Can we, we start back. with the 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 the, the Lanza conversation before we go to topics? Because that just happened. Yeah, that's fresh off the bat. Yeah. Uh, this nigga was tripping. <laughs> Who was tripping? Your ass was tripping. What do you mean was tripping? I thought your ass was tripping, actually. Then you explained it away, but it's funny if you're tripping, so. <laughs> so this nigga was tripping, <laughs> right? <laughs> so this nigga was tripping, right? So. I was, I was feeling some type of way. We were doing the, the Bailuasta Calls Home shit yeah. on Instagram Live. So we get on the. <laughs> we, we get on IG. Um. And then he sends a request, right? And then, you know, Lance is still on his own. Lance is still on his own. Nothing happens, right? Then after a while of, you know, multiple attempts to send the request, uh, Utabo uh, comes on. Yeah. And this nigga keeps sending the request, sending the request. It's I was mad, bro. He's starting, he's switching it off, control, out, delete, nigga. Bruh. Starting a page and sending it again, like I said, a chest. I'm like, bro, relax, dog. Nah, bro. Relax, dog. <laughs> I was mad, bro. Oh, and I wasn't even mad. Know. I wasn't even mad at my niggas. Like I wasn't mad at Lawrence or or anyone. I was mad that this shit wasn't connecting. I was like, what the fuck, I gotta do. I was sending this nigga text on the yeah, side. Just I just gotta like believe in the process. Hey, I don't even know if that shit can do like. Multiple screens. And shit. I'm curious about that as well, because that's why I think we couldn't all go through at the same time. But um, ah, but if WhatsApp can do that shit, bro, you telling me that Instagram? They're all owned by the same company, so it should be. But I think Insta- Instagram still likes its exclusivity. They're still like having things they can't do, and that being an up for them instead of a down. But I don't know. But Lanster is currently in. Uh, Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida, on a. I keep forgetting the fucking adjective to describe this program. It's a. You want to say music exchange program again? No, I don't want to say music exchange program. 
because there's a proper word for it, the one I asked you about earlier on. But he's on a um, residency. Yes, he's on a residency with one beat music, um, twenty five artists. You know, it sounded to me almost like a paid boot camp. Imagine if, <laughs> yeah, like imagine if, if no, nigga, don't let this is a good point, nigga. Imagine if uh, making a band, right? Yeah. Making a band, motherfuckers were put in a house, right? And they were given challenges to... Yeah, it's like Big Brother with a purpose, you know? Like, Big Brother's just like niggas stuck inside, right? Yeah, I guess. But if niggas are stuck inside, like, making a band... And they were working. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, that's a funny way of saying incubated uh, space. Last year I was talking about feeling like an imposter because uh, he doesn't play any particular instrument. You know, he's the MC and just trying to deal with the, you know, appreciating your voice, you know, uh, as an instrument. Um, also, he was very excited, bro. Uh, yeah, this never sounded like... Yeah, bro, because it's also productive, you know. It's like you're productive in the art, in the craft, in the music, Right everything that you're doing on a day-to-day, I'm traveling overseas because of the music, right? I may not be necessarily traveling to go get paid for a concert, but it's learning. Uh, He's talking about, um, you know, being around other artists and putting together, you know, a live rendition of Kickstand, you know. I was curious about that. We didn't get the time to question him, but I was curious about that as Mm -hmm. to, like, is it just going to be like on some remix vibes where small verses added for other cats? Or? Wasn't it the question you asked though? When you're asking about free, like where you freestyling, wasn't it like... No, no, no. The freestyling was the, the speed dating. Yeah. And then I asked him about... So... And the speed dating was the freestyling and then I asked him about the availability of other artists like being able to just grab one of the artists they're mm. working with there for his project type shit mm. but I was I am curious about like firstly I'm curious about the sound that's gonna come from this because mm. Olaster is very versatile mm. and he's undefined he's you can't really box them in. So working with all these different artists in different avenues, in different fields, I'm, I'm really curious about that. Looney just fucked up the fucking camera, bro. Yeah, it fucked up the recording. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out to you. You deserve a special moment. But yeah, man, it's, it's it looks dope. It's a very, very dope opportunity. I'm glad that he sees it for what we see it as. Like, when he was talking about playing the long game, I was like, hell yeah, man. I'm glad we are talking the same tune. Like, we're on the same frequency with that. Like, It's not about the here and now, but it's about being able to convert this into something so much greater in a very, very near future, it seems. So, but it, you know, for me, that's why I was asking about you know, when he talks about the long game, are you saying that you already know what every step is? 
going to that big, you know, but that's the thing. And objective or is something that you go in via, you know, trusting your gut, you know. Yeah, because but what I think you're asking is two separate things. Because uh-huh. he's playing with that long game, but he doesn't know each individual step, or rather, he hasn't planned each individual step right. to get to where he wants. So he know where he knows where he wants to get, right. but he's making shit up as he goes as to how to get there. So, do you think instinct in like career moves and whatever is, I mean, is there anything more important as far as like a compass in life, you know, more important than instinct? That feeling of like, yeah. Well, I get what you're saying. And for the greater scheme of things, I don't think so. No, instinct is everything. But I want to try and get you to firstly take those headphones. Oh, y'all niggas need to start talking instead of fucking... You need to start paying attention to signals, motherfucker. But anyway, um, so it's listening to instincts that's most important. Because now, your instincts are there. You can't switch them off, yeah. right? Always available. Always there bugging you. Always whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... If you choose to ignore them, you live a miserable life. No, so that's what I'm saying. The, you know, listening to your instinct is important because I don't know if there's anything that I can find that is a, a better, like, compass through life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, this is a rabbit, uh, whole thought, you know. Um, but I think I really enjoy, you know, uh, seeing that, you know, and display that uh, version of the hustle, right? The music hustle. Um, I think it also highlights, I don't know if we're having this conversation on the mic or off the mic, about, you know, doing shit yourself when you're talking about Susie on, on The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking in my head, you know, what he was talking about is like building teaching yourself to be able to do what that is, right? Whatever that uh, knowledge and information that you can get to say, how can it be done? Because getting someone to do it, right? Even if you learn through that experience, right? You got someone to do it instead of doing it yourself. And I think when I heard that, I was thinking about the the, the last situation to say, he, he was so hands-on and so much of, like, the creative output because, you know, variation of, like, what he does. But music. that speaks to what I was then speaking yeah. to next in that conversation. When Susie was talking about education, going and getting an education. Yes. Which is different from teaching yourself. But that's an education, though. Yeah. You're talking about how he, being at Harvard, right? So for me, I didn't think he was talking about like going specifically to Harvard is what taught him that, right? I think being in the environment where he was, you know, getting education was a reminder of the importance of, you know, teaching yourself or learning, you know, informing, educating yeah, yourself. Yeah, but then you got to look at it this way. He's been educating himself. He's been, because mm-hmm. I doubt he went to a producing school. 
but he knows he's one of the best producers in the world. So he's been in fields where he hasn't gone to school for, but he's learned from people and he's uh, um, got it to whatever level that is. But then when he was talking there, he was talking specifically about going to school, going to an institution for the trade, to mm-hmm. learn the trade or learn the skill. So that's why I felt uh, some type of way a little bit, but I understood the gist of it. So, yeah. On the list here, I was, I was looking, I saw the three videos that uh, J. Cole and Dreamville have re- uh, released from Return of the Dreamers 3 or Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Um, it was Sacrifices uh, with Cole. Earth Gang, Smino, and Saba. And there was Sleep Deprived, which was Omen Mez, Loot, and the Lady Davion. And Under the Sun, which just came out. Mm-hmm. Called a Baby and Loot. Now, the first one, Sacrifices was dope, bro. Like, take hold of fucking Black Jesus, you know. Yeah, for real, <laughs> David. Like, if you see that video, it was dope. Then you see the second one. And then all of them, were, so far, have been shot in the same location because like you see the same and i was thinking to myself um is it is it a con is there a con to do doing that i understand he did a compilation album with a lot of artists right we live in a generation where visuals are important right and so it looks to me so far like they shot like a lot of videos in the same space Right, and they aren't very different, you know. It's not like there's any green screens or, or fucking animations or anything, yeah. you know. So far, sacrifices was dope. That one was very dope. I think it was the most different from the others. So, hypothetically, if that's the the objective from Dreamville, put out as much uh, visuals on these young cats so that people see who the musicians are so you can associate now the sound people have gone and looked maybe listen to the music now you've got videos that are linked to Cole and Dreamville like displaying these cats out there if they all look the same thing is do I have a right to complain if because I appreciate the effort I understand like you know the platform that is creating but I'm like as a consumer don't like you know, I was hoping you'd take your time, give me something trippy with on a joint with Earth Gang, you know. Have you seen the videos? Not all of them. Okay. I haven't seen Under the Sun. Okay. Um, but now, I'm just curious as to why do you even... And I think when you see Under the Sun, you'll see what I'm... Why do you question whether you can complain or not? <laughs> because... Sometimes you you have you could complain, but it doesn't matter because there's a greater purpose, you know. So and under those circumstances, it doesn't matter that like you you can complain. Just don't complain. Don't so complain. right now you don't believe there's a greater purpose. Well, well, I'm, that's what I'm trying to weigh up, right? I'm trying to weigh up. We see, as a consumer, like you know, a conscious oh, okay. consumer. Yeah, as a consumer. So let me say like, this further then. What if there is a greater purpose? But that greater purpose is still whack. <laughs> like what? 
Whatever, they shoot a whole album worth of videos, but they're all at the same place, so nothing really turns out better than the other. Yeah. You still, think, hope, yeah, you still think you still think you can't complain? Like, when you see the video for Under the Sun, you'll understand what I'm saying. Because it looks so, like, the sleep-deprived video. Yeah. Like, a lot, like, even if it's not the same shot, but you can see, like, oh, that's the... That's what they were standing That's what they seen for the last thing was shot type of situation. Um... Anyways, that was just uh, uh, a sad thought on that. Um, Kanye West uh, apparently got an album coming up in September 27th. Um, As a, oh shit, 27th? Yeah. Oh, that's a special date. That's three things that are dope that's happening that day. I like, I like two people who have birthdays on that day. Shit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good addition. Um, are you excited? Because it's called Jesus is King. Right? Of course I'm excited. It's Kanye motherfucking West, nigga. It's true. Shit. Because even those like... Even though Wack albums was... We had some shit in it that... It was Kanye West. Yeah, it was the Kanye, Kanye West Wack is better than a lot of shit. Yeah, this is true. This so, is true. I'm excited. It's easy, bro. It's easy, bro. Mm. Like... Do you trust... If it is a gospel album, do you trust that that will be an authentic gospel album? Do you trust his intentions? Like maybe he's selling Jesus to make... Firstly, yeah. if he is selling Jesus, Everybody I hope this nigga makes the biggest buck <laughs> ever. Because oh, at least Kanye is selling Jesus. It ain't just like some... Okay, never mind. Let's not yeah. go down that hole. Right, but um, I think it's gonna be authentic. Yeah. I think it's as authentic as a Snoop Dogg gospel album. Yeah, because yeah. you gotta realize, much like we we did, but we caught the latter ends of it. Um, that's redundant. But they were raised in gospel. Their moms and dads, or aunts and whoever they you hear them talk about this in the house. There was gospel music playing a lot. Mm-hmm they'd go to church, they'd be taken to church even if they didn't want to go, all of that. So there's the spirit, the gospel spirit lives in their household, lives in their childhood memories. So if they're making an album today, a gospel album, I think it's genuine. You can talk about whether it's work or not, whether you like it or not, but I do believe it's authentic and genuine. Have you watched the, what the fuck are those things called? The, Church sermons things. He's got videos on YouTube of like the church sermons. No. It's like outside. This one I saw a bit of. What happened is that? No, it's like a concert, bro. Except. What do you mean? A church sermon and a concert for me are completely different. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking Kanye West, my nigga. What do you mean? So So it's outside, there's a stage, and there's a choir, and a choir director, and it's fucking windy and it's raining and motherfuckers have got like those plastic uh raincoat thing and my bobs you know uh microphone uh, heads uh, mics on that shit that gets taped to your face those is that the choir yeah okay so it's like that type of vibe and i don't know if it was like paid for or whatever um it's still music though I mean, a lot of it is like remakes of his album cuts. 
like you saw in those clips, the other cl the other clips that came out earlier, before these long YouTube videos, there were clips that were coming out of like maybe him doing um, outer light beam or whatever. So they sing those songs. So I'm curious if the album comes from that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Is the point where you wouldn't be excited and? Kanye West, nah, man. Okay. Nah, nigga. I was just checking. I know. So, so in other words, the, the question I'm excited for a Kanye West album should never be asked. Yes. You should go with that saying. Just go ahead. Say Kanye dropping some shit, my dog. Uh, and that's it. Uh, that's it. I was uh, listening to Joe Biden and somewhere in the in the podcast, he played a Madonna song, bro. And that shit play, started just like a TKZ song. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I know this shit, bro. I think it was like, oh, wow. And the crazy part is, that's the exact same song I was thinking about in my head right now. So I was like, I wonder. So I Googled it. That is a sample from the same song. And I saw a few other, I found a few other songs. Uh, all under Madonna or just no, other artists, samples? other artists and it's all TKZ though oh okay Ipala Fala uh, a song of the Johnny Mitchell Don't it all and sing the girl yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that song. I remember Johnny that Johnny Mitchell never lie yeah Ishimobo uh, um, they used I think it sounded like a Mr. T joint yeah, Ishibobo, what does it sound like? Uh, I can hear it in my mind, I can't replicate yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a joint called The Final Countdown by, uh, I think it's an American band called Europe. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, nigga. Ishibobo sampled. Final Countdown. Remember? 2010? No, no. Yeah. They were in the 2010 music. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, but okay, okay, no. I didn't even know that, but what caught me is that it's an American band named what? Europe. Yeah, Wow. This this is wild. Yeah, and then I think they're the the And I was thinking to myself, I wonder how like quite the artists, how much Clearance was got for music. Do I'm thinking. Think? I'm thinking about the royalties they should be getting. Like Madonna, bruh. Tickets what you should be getting. Like they should be. They big. sampled Madonna and Madonna. Oh yeah. shit! No. Yes. Oh, yeah. nigga, who gives a shit? Who cares? Who cares? Oh, no, because I was really thinking, would say, because like that music is still up on on the streaming platforms, so that must be fine then. Because a lot of these artists are under big record labels, and big record labels have yeah. people who search for your shit to make sure it's not a it's not out there unauthorized. Mm. So they would have found it. I think. I think they would have found it and had a problem if it was maybe, a problem. Maybe I think in my mind when they made. Like Palafala and, and those joints, they were still like independent. 
like they wrote that music they made the beats themselves just off right? of sampling yeah out of what I, yeah they, you know they but all, that's the thing it's that, either you sampled it or you recreated it because my brother used to do this thing of listening to beats or just like soundtracks yeah and then recreating them yeah. so you can't sue him over, and that wasn't the intention but you can't sue him over that shit that's his own that's his own keys his own melodies just placed um, fine tuned to sound like your shit so we used to say like it's an interpretation of that sound rather than but anyway so that's interesting to see that's what I want to speak to whether TKZ sampled the actual Shantis yeah. or whether they then so, recreated so uh, for yeah the Jordan Mitchell don't know listen got to this guy I don't know what the fuck the song's called the the Europe joint those were listed and the Johnny Clare joint was listed the Madonna joint I just heard it and I was like I know this shit yeah 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 so I'm curious well, but I guess the big labels back then. In my mind, they were like independent. This was like the, you know, break out big tapes that situation. Where they had the music, they'd already made the music, then the shit was hard. Um, nah, I'm sure there was. Because the TKZ was really on, like, yeah. biggest artists in the country for a while. So, I'm sure somebody was putting them on proper game. Like, you can't So, ain't nobody out happen. there with like an unchecked sample? Because I'm thinking before now, who was paying attention to like South African Kwato music? Or when, you know, at the time, like, to like check and assess or... But that's the thing. Here's another thing. Because a lot of people usually sue people for just like sampling and copyrights and all of that. When you find out. A, when you find out. B, when that person is making money off of your shit. But only when you find out, though. Only true. That's why it's so if you true. don't know about But now, that's what, that's what I was saying. The big Madonna's company, whatever she signed to, may search around and find the Shandis. And then they research as to how successful is this, how much money is this really raking in. Mm-hmm. And then they realize Kwaito isn't being streamed as much mm-hmm. in SA. So this track isn't really making these guys that much money. And then they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, dude. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? So people may find out, but because they're not, their brand isn't getting damaged from it and you're not really milking it off of them, they might let it go. Like an artist like Madonna, I can understand her just saying, ah, fuck it, whatever. That's whatever. Yeah, bro. Because like, I think about it like, who are they fucking samplers? Of notes. Of fucking notes. So like how much... I was getting yeah, away with some shit. Yeah. But I mean, but a lot of people were getting away with a lot of shit before the internet age. Yeah. Just like on music. A lot of different genres even yeah. were sampling a lot of music. Because like, I wonder if the same thing that happened to like Trap Cold Quest and the, and the likes in yeah. the States where a lot of music that wasn't cleared is you can't get to now still applies this side. To the extent that some of the music was made without a clearance because a nigga was just making dope music and then somebody so happened to find me and my dope music and want to put me on. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I believe that you get chances like that because now, look at an artist like old school is. Yeah. How, ma- how many samples is he rhyming? Oh, those are mixtapes, so... 
But you can still everybody make money. But you were still making money, yeah, my nigga. You make money off of your shit? I mean, still, come on, bro. It's too late, bro. But that's like, no, no, no. Like, I was still speaking to the fact that it still happens in 2018, yeah. 2019. Yeah. It still happens that people... And everybody want to kill like a dope fucking J.D. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Of course. Of course. But that's why, that's why you you break out a freestyle on it. You don't make a track off of it. Because now a track you but can make But if I break out a freestyle on the microphone and I record it, yeah. motherfucker, please believe I'm putting it out on the big stage. Yeah, but nah, but that's the thing. You see, so that's the, that's just where shit changes. But I get what you're saying. Either yeah. Way, either way. Everybody wants to kill this shit. I think also now, like, lines are blurred. I guess mixtapes was stealing. I mean, no, it was but very mixtapes, like Robin Hood shit, though. Yeah, mixtapes, like, really you know, it was a culture that was just really right? understood. It's like, because not, not many people are Drake. Not everybody made a million off a mixtape, mm. right? So, Drake having sampled an artist, that artist may feel some type of way and want to sue. But a lot of us didn't make money from mixtapes. We just got our name out there, got you the shine you want, to got you into the right spaces for you to be able to carry on performing and make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like anybody would seriously want to sue you over your mixtape. They might just think it's fire and they just want you to have consulted in them or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, we went to Imbali Live um, at JLB Hive, I think it was last weekend. Or the weekend before that. What was we? I was with Oluetu uh, when we went there. And then NJ was there, Connie was there. We were pulled through with, yeah, we were pulled through with uh, a few of our friends. And there was a whole lot of motherfuckers I don't know because it was like a live recording podcast. Uh, the guest was Utani Somazwai. And it was dope, bro. Like, she's such a cool. That was on the 7th, right? I don't remember the date, bro. Okay, I don't on. remember the date. Yeah. yeah, bro, she was such a cool person. Like, you know when you meet someone and you're like, oh, man, you remind me of, and then you refer to someone who, who you have, like, a, a like a, a relationship with, that you're like, so, yeah, bro, yeah, such a, yeah, such like a, a genuine person. Like, she's got jokes, yeah. and she's that nigga. She's the nigga with the jokes, and she don't tell her jokes, nigga. She's oh, like, yeah, she'll bring that. It was that. dope, it was mad dope, bro. It was mad though, because I really love her music. Of course, still have not had the the. I haven't had the con the the, the balls to just start like a random conversation because it always feels weird. And With her, time. yeah, because like she, you know how they get off the stage and there's like a, a few. Meet some greets. Yeah, photo ops. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's that like waiting to get the photo op situation, uh, which you don't do. Yeah, because you were prideful. Okay, talk to me. What you mean? I, I'm just speculating. That's a serious one. I don't want to just throw that out there. Yeah. But I'm speculating that you just don't want to. You don't want to be that guy waiting there with a hoodie over your eyes, just waiting for a picture from the celebrity. Also, I don't want. Okay, I don't really want a picture. The experience for of me being there and like getting to hear you like speak about your life and your experiences. Yeah. And stuff, that for me is like why I was there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. One, two. This is a podcast, so I don't know if they are paying you like a it's having so much hourly rate type situation. So you probably aren't getting paid for the gig. 
Because Nancy, she figured they on a free RSVP. Yeah, so if she's not getting paid, what does that mean know, for you? I don't know, I overthink the situation. I'm like, you know what? Maybe she... I don't know what it is, bro. You see, that's what I'm saying, you're trippy. I don't know what it is. Anyways, yeah. before it got trippy, right? Yeah. Um, She was talking about the motivation in, like, you know, the things she did, like what she studied in varsity, the music she made, you know her standards of what, like, uh, success or doing it right were. And that motivation was, like, her mom. She spoke about, you know, like, having chased the ghost of her mother. She spoke about, like, in dreams, where she'd be in a dream where she'd be running. I figure... No, you missed her. She's moved to a different school type of situation. Okay. Or she'd walk into a building and then she'd run to me figure power. But she was talking about like how and, and um, also like her mom, mom was in was an academic. Wait, her mom has passed at this point. Yes, yes, yes. Her so mom passed is... at sixteen. Oh, okay. Her mom passed at sixteen. When okay. when Utani was sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she talks about how, and also her mom was an academic, and she was renowned in those spaces. Yeah. So, like, why she chose to study, you know, was because that's what her mom studied, you know. And then in the spaces she was, she was constantly reminded about, hey, you know, your mom was... was there was so there was always a shadow of, like, greatness in your mom that, like, was, I guess, an aspiration to or a standard against which you are assessed or whatever, you know, the, the, that experience was. You know, how that influenced what she studied, how that influenced, like, um, how she felt about some of her music, you know. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder how much of, you know, our lives, our day-to-day lives is based on that, you know, either chasing a shadow or the approval of a parental figure. Okay. Yeah, right. Because I'm trying to figure out whether that's like a, a pro or a con. I, I understand where the, 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 the idea comes from. Well, you are my parent. I look up to you. You are my model for, you know, what this life, life living thing. existence thing is, right? Yeah. So I can understand wanting to, you know, please you in my efforts or whatever, right? I can understand modeling my day-to-day pursuits, you know, after you, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then my question is like, is it a, is it because I can understand it, is it necessarily, you know, cool? Right? Is is it something that you know you you have to then work through, right? Is that where what instinct drives? Or is instinct, you know, a rogue agent going in a, in a different direction? Because the parental figure is just a motherfucker that's there. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then someone there. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Then yeah, bruh. So I, I was really thinking with how much of like that is a is a is a daily is a is a factor on like our personal decisions, and I just wanted to ask that question. Like, do you have like any any 
views on like that, you know. Be, yeah, no, also I've, I've actually made this scenario. I don't want to restate it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can get stuck. Um, yeah, that's tough for me because I have role models and idols. But I'm not sure if that means for me what it normally means for others. Because, so let me put it like this. These role models and idols are external. They're not family members. Yeah. Right? Um, because I lost my parents at such a young age, I think that's been removed. I know I want to become, a, I want to end up becoming a better driver than my dad was, which is a tall task. But, there are a lot of nuanced things that I may not remember about him that I may like to measure myself against or like to emulate. Um, so that then takes that away, right? Remember a lot of shit about my mom's as well, but in terms of modeling myself into the actions, or let me put it like this. I can only model myself onto their actions up until a very young age in my life. Mm. So as a grown man it's tough to imagine what they would then do because I never got to see that. Because all of the treatment was different. They were treating me as a kid that I was, mm. right? Mm. So I can't then look to them for that. Mm. So then the idols and uh, role models come externally. and But I don't emulate their actions. I learn from them. I look up to them. I want to be where they Or rather, not even be where they are. I like picking up particular traits. Like you'll see, uh, you'll see a bit of Kobe Bryant in me. You'll see a lot of Jeremy Clarkson in me. You'll see uh, um, um, a lot of Jay-Z. You'll see a lot of Snoop. Um, so you'll see a lot of, uh, you'll see some Schumacher in me, right? So you'll see the traits of all of these idols and role models, but I don't have anyone direct to like have like a, up like I guess Jay Z is the closest one if I had to measure up. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's that for me. Yeah, bro. I think for me it's definitely it definitely was, but it's not it's not it's never a thing you think of was am I doing to please? Right? Yeah. But it's just that satisfaction of knowing you you've done, you know, of good dog, did good in school type of situation. Like, yeah, motherfucker. I did do good in school. Didn't and that's I? the thing, right? You know, I yeah. did do good in school, didn't I? I, I, think, I, I, I uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think you may not aim to please. It may not be a thing to aim to please or want to please. But I can almost promise you, if they suddenly stop saying, yeah, you did do good in school, if they stop seeing the little things, you feel that. So I think because you feel that there is that want, you do have, no matter how small it is, you want to see that they see you. You want them to acknowledge your hard efforts or your good work and all of that. So it's not really a conscious thing, but it's something that's definitely necessary because without it, you feel the gap type shit, right? Yeah, bro. Um, the guy in the stand asked, Uzi, um, did she ever feel like, you know, she lived up to that, you know, that standard that she was chasing? And she was like, you know, there's something that happened recently. 
And it was like some like a random thing. Like she had a dream, yeah. and her mom's was there. And for the first time, her mom spoke to her, and she didn't say nothing deep. She was like, "Yo, when you know back, go back to doing those funky high hairstyles you used to like doing." Oh shit! Type of situation. Oh you know? shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the reason I asked this is because I think I I I don't even know, but it stuck out to me. It stuck out to me because it was a recurring theme or a recurring point in her conversation. A recurring point in her conversation. And maybe I, I, I wonder, you know, like that balancing act of like, so how do you set a standard for a child? How do you measure your, yourself against your performance in, in setting a standard for a child? If your child is chasing your dream, your your shadow to be you or whatever. Yeah. How do you foster? At what point are you able to foster like independent thinking? To say. Yeah, because I understand that your relationship to me, naturally, yeah. right. But so how do you teach? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure. I think. This is purely... You gotta teach by doing. Mm, that too. Yeah. But I, I want to just go ahead and put a disclaimer on this one. I ain't got a kid. Yeah. So all things are said from a nigga's perspective who ain't got a kid. Yeah. With that being said, I think, first and foremost, the greatest thing you could do for your child is being the greatest you you can become. Don't try to slow down and... You know, don't raise the bar so high because this motherfucker may not keep up. You know, what, what if, if he's an asshole, bro? What if he's just, if he's just mean? Watch your child. <laughs> yes. There's a lot to say about you, <laughs> then, my nigga. There's a lot to say about you. Yeah, but, um, that's really true, though. Right? So, and then secondly, I think you ain't got to worry about teaching children independent thinking. Because just like how universities at, at least in South Africa I don't know about the rest of the world last day checked universities will accept anyone 25 years and above regardless of their uh, what's it called their points and their marks their cards and whatever uh, regardless of your matric results and all of that you can get into university it once you didn't pass like, I don't know I think you may need to have passed just just passed but they no longer look at this results means you can only do this. This results means you're limited to this. Okay. You know why? Why? Because once you're 25 and above, life has happened, my nigga. Life has taught you how to deal with it. Yes. All the shit that you should have learned at school when you was 18, yeah. 19, that they're looking for in varsities, life has taught you by now, for sure. That's the age that has been chosen to say, Okay, life didn't kick your ass enough here for us to take you in. And so life will force you. Life will either kick your ass or you'll kick its ass and just continue the fight. But independent thinking, yeah, no, it's not too much a parent's um, priority for that. Life got that. Life got it. Don't worry. Don't worry. And I think that's how you can raise your kid the best you can and he still becomes an asshole who, st who steals and rapes and does all this bullshit. Mm. 
Yeah, so um, that was very dope, though. I must say, the 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 li- those live podcast interview conversations. Mm. Yeah, they dope. Uh, also because it's still like intimate settings. It's not too many people. It's like a small space, um, and they've got interesting artists like Kuli Chana is the next artist they have. I'm trying to be up on that Kuli one. Yeah, yeah nigga. Well, I'm trying to be. It's in October, on the 5th of October. Um, yeah, bro, so I'm, I'm, I'm hyped about that. Like, I haven't been there for the Sunday, so I'm like, oh, this is super dope. I've seen Cooley on, like, a interview session with that Casper Conroe. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay. I've seen him in that space, and I'm very interested in, like, the stories and the conversations. Uh, so shout-outs to Helen Herimbi. Herimbi. Apologies. Uh, this nigga said, "This nigga just said it's I like he part of the family, dog. Like it's his surname that just got messed up, and he's cool with it. It's it's chill." <laughs> so me and this motherfucker were having like uh, you know those random like uh, you were going to the point where you were talking shit. Yeah, those random like conversations that just turned into like. Vehement disagreements. You're <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? It's, it's like, like one in two it's conversations. Like it's like nine in the morning, nigga. I ain't trying to have this conversation, nigga. I ain't trying to be like this serious, this early, nigga. Um, so it started off with like the whole vernacular, like, you know, music in a vernacular language. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. I was making the point that in this day and age, you know, or well, I was trying to make the point that in this day and age, you sh- it shouldn't deter you to make the idea of reaching a wider audience should ma- should not deter you from making music in a vernacular language, right? Because uh, motherfuckers are trying to find dope music, and you know, nowadays it's not just a matter of everybody gotta be in English, you know whether you are to perform, whether it's about having access to uh, a Drake feature, you know, if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and Schroeder was making the, the counter-argument of, like, it limits your access to the wider audience because of the language barrier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, flowing from that, and this was... Uh, the, the, the one that I really didn't I, I understand. The conversation relating to motherfuckers wanting to be Drake instead of be on Drake's position or Drake's position. To the extent where... I'm not know, saying it's the same thing, but you went on further to differentiate. Yeah, but like being Drake means you... If you say you want Drake's fan base in the sense that you want all those individual fans... And if you had as much of a following as Drake of a, a, a completely different collection of people, then that wouldn't be satisfied. That wouldn't count as much to you because you're not taking Drake, Drake's exact position, right? And I'm yeah. like, we can't be Drake. That can't be the objective. The objective can be, you know, like you said, to, to, to take traits, right? I want to have this in sales or whatever, that shouldn't 
dictate you know your output yeah, but for I mean, it now it to goes be. it goes deeper than that because now why let's look at a greater question why do things such as english is the medium of speaking for most parts of the world exist like if it wasn't for china being that big and having that many people speaking chinese languages mm-hmm. english would be the most widely spoken language in the world is it not no There's purely no chinese people china nigga china because of china alone shout out china bro shout out to china bro the fucking so right so there there's that many people in china so just hold that down um but like why is that a case why does the rest of the world then grab it cuz these colonizers nigga fair enough right fair enough but now in 2019 we all realize what's happened and what's the results of that and how rich everyone's vernac is everyone's own heritage and own cultures and how we celebrate those things and encourage them yeah. in different tribes in different parts of the world in different people everywhere yeah but the point of the matter is because we were colonized all those years ago mm-hmm. we all came to understanding each other through one particular language being english meaning that there are just that many more people in the world who will understand what you are saying if you speak this language whether they like what you're saying or not is a different discussion they'll understand they'll hear you right so on that basis meaning that this message can reach this many people rather than the same message in this language on that basis it means that this is the greatest market or this is a greater market right and then we come back to hip hop and rap who do we know of in the world who predominantly consume rap music in the hip hop culture is it not english speakers of different places i assume so fair to you fair for you to assume so Right? But I think like China loves hip hop, bro. True, but Chinese got their own hip hop. You can't even promote your shit on Twitter in China, so Okay. Right? So you got the rest of the world to deal with. Yeah. And of the rest Yeah, off of the rest of the world. Hip hop exists in every country. Don't forget that. Yeah. Don't just that's, so that's not what I'm saying. get that twisted. So what I'm saying the market the greatest market for it lies within english speakers that's just a fact purely based on numbers so if you want to get your shit across to the most amount of people now that's the thing just because i'm appealing to my target market the english speakers doesn't mean that i'm 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 throwing off any non english speaker who still fucks with my music or i'm dissing them or I'm not inviting or not welcoming to them. So I can still get any other fan outside of that. But the target market has to be it has to be the known market. But do you not think that like being different matters in the whole scheme? Absolutely. So if you have the option because of just birthright right yeah like Kanye West and gospel you know yeah okay you have you, you have your own relationship 
And if you're creating music, it's not a stretch to draw from that experience. Yeah. So why would you, why would that, you know, accessing something that, you know, makes you a lot more different in the rest of the world as it currently stands, which is really who's watching, you know. But this, okay. Yeah, so, and then, so I'm saying, like, why should an artist in that position choose the English over the vernacular, for example, in the, in the music making? Because I think that, oh, rather forget thinking, I believe that difference doesn't come in what you speak. We're all different individuals with different experiences. Just because I choose to share my story in this language. But uh, don't you know every poster rapper that's ever popped? Well, I guess popping is a specific thing. But like every poster rapper you know, I, they, you know every generation of poster rappers. Right? Well, I know three and they're in different generations, so I don't know. I don't, but, but carry on with the point. Yeah, what I'm trying to say, like that... Not the norm situation, including anarchy because of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying including anarchy, like when you hear it and it's different. Yeah, and it's dope. Yeah, everything you know, we're talking like dope shit in general. No, I'm saying like that when you hear an anarchy album, for example, right? Yeah. Yes, you hear that it's dope. Yeah. But it's also like super dope because it's different. But I feel like I can't speak on that because I understand everything Anats is saying. So for me, it's really not that different. Is imagine, different? imagine getting a no, Spanish record. It's different for in the sense that when you go back to uh, what was that joint that that shit they did with AKA? Be careful what uh, you wish for. Be careful for, what you wish for. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't let me. Uh, but a lot of the music there was just like the. The English rap anarchy. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to say so. So I'm saying contrasting to that, right? I mean, I can acknowledge, yeah, Yeah. that difference, but for me, it's not a large selling point. Do you not think there's a larger selling point to the this version of anarchy over the previous? If that was all there was to the the the, I don't know, anarchy artist production. Maybe let me put it like this, right? Because at the end of the day, this is now beyond the passion of creating the art, of right. creating a music. It's beyond the passion of being an artist. This is now when we're entering the business of selling records and everything that comes with it so you can sustain yourself, so you can make money, right? So you can ball out, right? This, this is really the discussion here. No. Yes. Okay, but continue. Because I, I, I don't think that that's true, but continue. I want to hear why you think that. Because... Anyone making music, anyone loving music and making music that they love in their language can survive in their part of the world and have a regular job and still enjoy their music, whether they perform it to people or not. So it's not about, that's what I'm saying, it's not about the creation of music and being an artist and the passion that comes with that. We're talking about, we're debating reaching the widest spread so you can get the greatest audience, so you can get... Everything that comes with that, whether it's record sales, whether it's uh, recognition, whether it's um, fame, that translates once again to rec- to money at the end of the day. That's what we're talking about. Yes, no? Yeah, but in this day and age, man, like, the fact of your difference in language is not a hindrance to access to, access to those things. 
It's not a hindrance, it's yeah. but it's not an advantage in any way. And I'm saying, mm. understanding this language that predominant that uh, dominates the market mm. is definitely an advantage. If I said that we are on the dawn, we are at the dawn of a new way of seeing things where that is considered an advantage or that does create an advantage for you, like BEE, right? International, social... I'd ask you how much BEE really worked. No, I'm saying like... But I get what you're saying, but I think... I agree with what you're because saying. Because what, what it could happened, be at the dawn, so but it's, not, it's still not going to take away from this being the greatest market currently out there. So your shit is going to take a while for it to match this and surpass it if it ever but does. But now, what I'm trying to say is now, if... And I, don't, I don't think it ever will, but carry on. Say hypothetically, it's a bubble, right? You know, people having an interest in like African music, art, whatever, like, you know, like even motherfuckers who aren't signing artists Right, to give you personally a, an opportunity, but people are now streaming and downloading Fans, music and yeah. going, yeah, going to see you live, right? Um, God damn it, I have no idea what the fuck he was gonna say, but I'm gonna keep on saying why I don't think that's gonna work because if we let's say the whole world, oh, forget the whole world, let's say we go back to listening to Vinak rap. Right. For instance, just rap. Forget the music as a whole. Just rap. Vanak rap. So, I'm listening to Zulu music, Zulu rap, Kosa rap, and English rap. Rap is English. Rap. And Swati rap to a, to, rap. To a large extent. <laughs> Swati rap, yes. And maybe rap. a bit of Ndebele rap. Maybe. I don't know how much I know about or understand about this Ndebele. Um... So those are what I'm listening to. I'm not listening to a vendor rapper or a baby rapper or a susu rapper. But were you not listening to Dukes in anger? No! I hate Dukes! Because Dukes made for some of the dopest fucking rap music, but I still to this day don't know what the fuck but he what said. I'm is you listen. No! No! I've never I've never went I've never went and played Dukes. I've never went and played Dukes. Nah, I don't believe you. Nah, dude. What was the point? I've listened. I've sat down on radio. I've stopped what I was doing to sit down and listen to it on radio. I love Dukes. I'm not going to front on that. I had Dukes albums. I had them. Had them. But I've never went and pressed play on a Dukes song. It's pointless. Nigga, didn't you buy the fucking hype sessions, nigga? You played... Yeah! That's pressing play on a compilation that has Dukes. That's like a playlist on the internet. I'm not pressing play on Dukes. Just because he's part of the algorithms that form the playlist can't say I press play on Dukes. I'm saying making the conscious... Making the conscious... I collected them. Collected them. They were part of my collection. Mm. So, because I acknowledge that Dukes is dope. But I don't know what the fuck he's saying. So for me, it's pointless. I'm a lyricist at heart. I love the message behind the lyrics. I love what you're trying to say and how creative you get in executing exactly. what you're saying. Now, how many people who consume music are looking for that in all the music they consume? Oh, no. Do you think that like most people are looking for that in all the music they consume? Not in all the music. 
it's like I can only, I can only speak for hip hop. Do you think that people look for that in all the hip hop music that they consume? The message behind the raps? Yes. When Jay Z said, "Do you?" Do you niggas listen to music or, or do, do you, you just skim through it? Do, do That's think, exactly what he was talking listen, about. Do you think he was talking to the minority or the majority of jazz hip consumers? He was talking about the majority. He now, was asking a, that question. Now, that's what I'm saying. So most people aren't looking for what you're looking for, right? No, but that's the people thing. That's, that's, just, that's what he was talking about. He was talking about those people. Like, why? What are you doing? What I'm are you doing? Those people are still consumers of the music. Those people are still attendance at, at the at the at the concerts because some people are listening. That's what I'm trying. I to understand say. what you're saying, but I'm saying you can't bank on those people. I'm saying when you look at target market, when you look at where you want to sell, Bro. you can't bank on the unknown. So you're telling me a motherfucker who loves Travis Scott for the Travis Scott sound and the Travis Scott hooks, but who never sits down to like take the effort to like you know piece together the story being told. It comes together after a while when he hears of it. Let me let me put it like this. That, let me put it like this. that same person who loves Travis Scott, loves him all his life, listens to him day to day. Mm. If that person never writes a comment on any social media platform about loving Travis Scott, if that nigga never answers a survey that's related to Travis Scott, mm. if that nigga never mentions anything or posts mm. a picture related to Travis Scott, Travis Scott will never know that he loves him that much. So Travis Scott cannot bank on that person when he's thinking where I want to sell my music. He doesn't know. No. So, so I'm saying, I'm saying. But no, no, he I'm does saying. know because these motherfuckers are still going to buy no, the Travis Scott yes. album because they love the... But, they but if, if there's no reason, if, if you can't piece together the reasons people are consuming your art, you can't say these are my consumers. You can't say it definitively. So, okay, he's got numbers of consumers. How does it differentiate from the 6 million people who listen to the lyrics and who didn't listen to the lyrics? How many people come to my shows? How many people are talking about online? What I'm saying is, the motherfuckers who are coming to the shows who are talking about how dope your album is yeah. are, aren't necessarily motherfuckers who are listening to the lyrics. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You can... Uh, okay, when, I finally when, get that yes, point. Okay, when you say do, when you, yes. But I so don't think what that's I'm trying to say is now, now, what I'm trying to say is now, going back to the language, I don't think most people are listening for the lyrics like you do in hip-hop, right? And if you're, if, so if that is lost, but I still have that other thing that I look for in the music, which is that shit that makes me move, right? You say, like, you hear somebody uh, flowing in a different language, but you can hear that this shit is tight. Yeah, type yeah. Of situation, yeah, yeah. you know? I'm saying there are a lot of people who are like that. I and agree. still put tangible support but to that I will music. Ask, I will ask those questions to yeah. those type of people. Firstly, how many times do you consciously play that shit that you don't understand? Right. And secondly... Depends. I mean, if I play my shit on... If, it's, if I have it on my phone and I'm the nigga who plays music like you do... And I play it on no, yeah, no. If you shuffle, put it, if you put it on your phone, that's you making the conscious effort of playing it. So that because already I counts. Love the music. That's already yeah. counts. But I'm saying, how many times do you play it? When you when you go to shuffle. play it, when, no, when you go, when it comes up on shuffle, you don't skip it, maybe. No. But when do you go onto that album and press play on any one of those songs? 
Because not a desire thing. You can only go so far with something you don't understand. Tell me. Tell me an artist. So, okay. oh, wait, 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 wait. Break. I want you to tell me right now. Any artist in any music genre whose music you don't understand but you love. There's uh, I don't even remember his name. I found him on the movie at Denzel. And that little girl who was a vampire. What? Uh, in the... And the... The young little, well, she's grown now. She was in all the movies. Little white girl. Dakota Fanning. Man on Fire. Vampire? She was a vampire in the other vampire movie. What was the vampire movie? He said Denzel with the girl girl was a vampire. But carry on, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the girl was a vampire now in another movie, which was the the vampire movie. Yeah. Dakota Fanning. Una Palabra. I I forget the. He's a Spanish dude. And it's just jazz, and it's just like feeling, and you just play it over. When you say over. jazz, is the singing? Yes, it's singing. No, no, singing. Okay. Singing. Yeah. So I don't hear what he says. Like every now and then, I like maybe. Uh, How much Facebook. of it do you consume? I only have one album. That How I really much of love. that album do you consume? I consume it when I'm cleaning. Uh, so like when I have space to like. Lock, listen to it. So, yeah, but... So you're not really listening to it. It's background. Because that's not the same shit you do. But that's what I'm saying, Wootsy. For me to consume that music, I don't have to hear his lyrics. And I'm I'm not disagreeing with you and saying that there aren't people who consume music like that. I'm like that with dogs. But, I mean, I don't play, but I get what you're saying. Mm. But I'm saying, you're not part of the target market. You're not part of that person's target market. Yes, you streamed this album, so the numbers are there. There's someone in South Africa who streamed my album, so maybe an interest can grow. But don't believe you're part of that target market. What have you said about that person online, for instance? What have you said about any show that's upcoming? If Travis Scott is in South Africa, I'm going and I'm posting about it. Because you're posting about Travis Scott while he's wherever he is, before he comes here. No, I'm saying if Travis Scott is in Johannesburg and I'm here and I have the money, I'm buying the ticket, I'm going because I love the music. I agree with you. Tell me. I agree with you. you But I'm saying for you to buy the ticket, for you to buy the ticket to go to the show, you are someone who is engaging in Travis Scott conversation. But I am asking you how much conversation, how much, uh, um, what posting, what, what commenting, what any engagement do you have with this with this artist you named? Like if, if, for example, if we talk about Travis Scott, when the fucking documentary comes out, post about that shit because that shit was dope. Absolutely, that's exactly what I'm trying to say is if Travis Scott was, if that language that Travis Scott spoke was a language that I don't understand the words to, right? Yeah. I will still vibe with you. You don't know that. That's a speculation. No, but that's a speculation because Travis speaks your language. No, but what I'm trying to say is that like there is. There's more to music than me hearing the language. And I agree with you. Right? But I am saying... And, I, and me hearing the language is not a hindrance or a limiter I to how much I can I agree with everything you're saying. But I am saying the people you speak of who fit that category and that description, mm-hmm. they are not part of the target market. They are the consumers who come from outside. They are the surprise consumer, if anything. 
They're, you are not part of the target market, bro. But bro, you They're know every artist, every artist since I went to Africa and I didn't know that they, they listened to my music. Yes, because, so they, don't, because, because you know, they don't know that they consume. Like, J. Cole was surprised when we was rapping. Listen, listen. J. Cole was surprised when we was rapping his old lines. Yeah. But he knew we was hearing whatever the fuck he was saying today. All of these artists you're talking about is artists we hear. We understand the language they speak. Right. Name one who isn't. Eh, uh, show my choice. What you I mean? I don't understand her language. Okay. She said that she didn't know she had fans in Africa? Oh, no, no. I don't know. No. You said name someone else who said Yeah, well, I, I made, you made that point. Oh, I disputed okay. it and then I said further that point. That's what I was trying to ask. Name someone who spoke a different language that Africa, most of Africa, we can maybe argue whatever, doesn't understand. But they said what that point as to I went to Africa and I had fans that didn't I didn't know I had they were singing to my old shit and all of that. Oh, okay. You're not part of the target market. You can love it, absolutely be a diehard fan, but don't ever think you're part of the target market. So and that's what I'm speaking to, man. Why would you leave the known greatest market for your art and target elsewhere? Let the elsewhere because come. Let the elsewhere come where it comes I from. Think but when you phrase it like that, you put so much value on the fact of language alone as being like a an an automatic factor that like Oh, it's one of the greatest factors. A target it's a, one of the, yes. But I'm saying as far as the consumption of music, I don't think that even if it's it's that high, I don't think that it's so high and far away from the experience of listening to something and loving it, whether you hear what the person is singing, is, is saying or not, right? So I think you can talk about how valuable uh, language is as far as that is concerned, but I don't think that the value of the language in me understanding the words exactly is that much higher than me, like hearing the music and loving whatever the fuck you see. Is. Yes, you're comparing corporate to like, like, because I'm talking about language being, having that greater value in terms of marketing and everything that comes with marketing and getting you to, uh, getting you across the most amount of people. And then they feel how they feel about you. Mm. So language is important in that aspect. Not once it reaches them, how they feel about you, because that's the consumption. That's what you're then talking about, which I'm not arguing. Because just because you can reach a billion people doesn't mean you're going to be the greatest artist. Doesn't mean those billion people will all love you. Doesn't mean you'll be a Drake. Right? You can have the same reach. But the consumption is different. The consumption is a whole different discussion. I'm Now, I'm speaking to that pure fact. The language in which you produce or create your music will help you greatly with the access it will allow to those people. How they then receive it is a different discussion. Mm. Alright, well, listen. Um, I do understand your point in principle. Um, but I think also for me, like, it took me a while to become the type of hip-hop fan who was, like, writing lyrics down and reciting and memorizing and, like, you know... Say, oh, this is what the fuck is saying. Oh, shit, this is the story he's telling. Like, but I still love the music over and over. Absolutely. You understand what I'm trying Absolutely. to say? It doesn't take away from loving the music. So, as someone who's, who's 
still cognizance of like that relationship with music where you really love like the music because of what the fuck the experience of hearing it is but you haven't gotten to a point where you've dissected the lyrics of what he's saying that's cool so what he's saying isn't as that valuable or has I haven't accessed the value of what he's saying yeah you know but like which is fine because people consume music differently right right. maybe you you consume music with like production first the beats and the sonics right I consume music lyrics first purely straight simple lyrics first lyrics over everything right I don't give a fuck how dope the beats max I don't give a fuck if it's Jay Diller or uh, 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 Pete Rock on your shit. I don't give a fuck whether it's Black Milk or Quest Love, nigga. If your shit is whack, your shit is whack. If you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, if you can't present your story correctly, because I'm not, I'm never gonna judge another man's story. Everybody lives their own lives. Everybody has great, interesting fucking lives. But if you can't present it right, your shit is whack, my nigga. Shit is trash. So for me, it's lyrics over everything. And that's why, for me, language matters as much as it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I hear you. Um, I do still believe that uh, the world is has a different, like, you know, curiosity or maybe a newly found curiosity yeah. with something that, like, they can identify as, like, oh, this is, you but, know... I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, but on that same principle, I still don't think you're correct in using that assessment in this discussion. Because I feel like it's just like food. There's African cuisines, there's Italian, there's Chinese, there's... Right. But you don't eat that every day, or you don't even want to eat that every day. I want to eat pasta as much as I fucking can. What you mean that's Italian food? Pasta with what? You mean pasta? Pasta is like the because you can the say meal. You have like people. A, uh, you have pasta. People. Yes, pasta starch. You need to share, okay? For the angel. I'm saying pasta the meal. So whether it's uh, chicken, whatever. But that's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. So it, the basis, the starch, is very limited. Pasta, rice, maize, in all its variations. So that's limited. So you can't say just because you eat rice a lot, you want to eat Chinese all the time. That's not true. Right? So what? If you want to eat pasta... the English in your analogy, I don't know. What. No. What? No. Okay. So you're saying it's that common thread that Kazuo is talking. That's what I thought you were saying. No, it was me. I was going to the fact that people are curious because people have always been curious. It's just that the curiosity has now turned into music. As I was making the, the food example, that was a sense of curiosity as well. Discovering an African cuisine. But they're not going to consume that every day. It's that it's that delicacy. It's that once in a while type shit. So you can't then place that curiosity in music because people are curious to discover these African sounds and uh, whatever other language, uh, maybe Sutu rap or whatever type shit like that, right? But they're not going to consume that every day. So the Sutu rapper can't look at those people and say, hmm, there's something there. Or rather, you can't invest in that. You can't bank on that. You can include it. You can market for it. But you can't bank on that. That can't be your target market. Mm. All right. Well, listen. Um, 
Listen, man, I don't know. I think it it will come down to it at the end of the day, Wuti, what the, the individual artist's view on that is. I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah I think also we, we, we got off that, that trying to be Drake specifically, i.e. take his spot. Not no, even now, his you spot, see, but that's right? the thing. I wasn't even trying to say that. Not I was trying to make you understand like, this. Now that you understand this, we don't even have to have that discussion. Because that's what it means to take his spot. If I come into his market, and I do my art or I present my art better than he does, then I grab those same fans because it's the same market, right? So essentially, if every one of his fans likes me more, I've taken his part. What I'm saying is, if you can have everything he has, you can get a copy, they'll make a photocopy of his life, right? Yeah. And you make whatever music you're making that is not vernacular, that is not related to that and is sold to a different market from his. What about those terms? Are you an English speaker or are you making music in your language and you don't even fuck with English to begin with? You're making music in your language. There's a bit of English, but it's predominantly in your language. But your everyday, is English your medium of speaking or do you speak that language you're making music in? It's like you. You speak both languages. But English, English English is my medium of speaking. Right. So I'm saying, are you in whatever country, but also English is your medium of speaking? Because English is, English being my medium of speaking yeah. is what has dictated right. me loving American hip-hop right. and all of those right. within the same language barriers, right. right? So I'm saying, if you're of that same nature and you are, you've been attracted to these things, Abu Drake and Abu Faramonj and Abu Talib Kweli from back in the day, you've been attracted to them growing up, and then you then have your career in another um, language field. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get popping in a different part of Europe, like Hungary mm-hmm. and uh, Russia and all of that. So you can get the same numbers from all these different countries, but it's not in the same, it's not the same audience that you grew up appreciating and being a part of. Right. It's not within the same culture. So you're achieving the same shit, but it doesn't mean the same thing. I, that's how I but, feel. But that's okay. how I view this. If we're keeping hip-hop, right? If there are hip-hop fans, if the the world of hip-hop and hip-hop fans is so big that two hip-hop artists at the stature of Drake can exist, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got separate fan bases. Yeah. Who are all hip-hop fans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What about the one makes that this? That's I feel what I like now the question. The reason I was asking the question, the language thing, as to what your English, uh, sorry, what your medium of speaking is, or whatever. Let's say there's a a Russian artist who raps, and is a hip hop head, and there's Drake, and in Russia, this Russian artist can get the same numbers, same adulation, same money, if not more, all of that as Drake does, but this. Russian artist grew up adoring American culture and American hip-hop culture and American rap mm-hmm. and didn't relate so much to the music being made in his country mm-hmm. and the, what, the, what the people in his country relate to musically. When, the, when his fans becomes the people he couldn't relate to, it's not the same because I don't think you will feel as connected to your fan base. And without that, any artist will tell you, it creating won't be the same anymore. 
It's not the same when you're sitting in your room creating so, for but, yourself but as I'm, when you've made it your big thing and there's a whole if, fan base to if consider. If the fan base, I mean, you don't dictate who's your fans. You but you have a target market. You set it up that way. You market to these what people. What I'm saying is that doesn't dictate the fact of how you market it doesn't change with that. But absolutely, like absolutely. I, like I agree with you. you know I agree with you. But I'm saying if I don't get the target market, I'll feel some type of way because there's a reason you target these people. There's a reason. Every art, there are different forms of art all across the world, but they are consumed by different forms of people all across the world. But now, my question was coming from this perspective, right? Would the best case scenario for any artist not be to be able to not just have full control over like what you create, right? But also be able to exploit that what that you create to, you know, great uh, ends, right? Whether it's financially for yourself, you know, whether you become people that gives back, whatever that is, right? But for the source of that to be your creation. And I'm saying, if, if that is the priority, why does it matter less to you that you are in a position to do that, but, but that's, that you, you are not recognized by... I feel like that's specific people in that. Yeah, that's a matter of that's a matter of priority though. That's a matter of priority. It's like why you in this? Why are you in this game? So you in this for specific niggas to people are in this for different reasons. That we can't even shit on people. See now that's where I was coming from when I say I don't understand how you can say with such comfort that motherfuckers are in this shit for the applause of other people. But that's why I was telling you that the point I was trying to make with that is that you're in this shit with the applause of the people you relate to. Do you remember when I told you that it's the same shit when you tell your girl that she looks good as compared to a random nigga anywhere else telling her that she looks good? Those are the same compliments. Someone else may even say the compliment, present the compliment much better than you. But coming from you is so much more important because she relates with you or to you in whatever way she does. So as an artist... I relate to this fan base in whatever, or forget fan base, I relate to this audience before they become my fans. I'm part of the audience. I relate to this audience way more than any other person in any other country that I don't know who may still genuinely love my music as much, if not more. It's a matter of relation. I understand this compliment coming from you for what it means, what it is. But I'm saying, bro, like, if you're talking about, like, like a career and like business and whatever, you know, for your basis for that to be somebody else's approval. No, but that's that's, also, that's career and business. Maybe maybe, business maybe, the- maybe we start off where you are saying, but I'm saying if you get to a point where you have an established career and then you find out who your actual fans are. To me, actual fans. I'm saying who your actual fans are, right? So the, That's what I'm asking what you mean. I'm saying, like, you know, the Drake fans that you want to take? Yeah. Who those people are for you in your oh, career. okay. Your actual fans are, right? Okay. And those fans aren't the people that you had hoped or expected would be your fans. But right? that's who the people you want to be, though. That's but, why I'm asking you what you mean. When you say the Drake fans that I was hoping to take... And then you say those aren't the people, but yes. they are my actual fans. I'm saying, yes. So their the fans, fans music, that you wanted to take aren't your f- fans of yours, so you didn't take them. But what you did find is the people who are who are your actual fans. Okay. Right? 
the people who are supporting your shows, okay. your life, do you okay. understand? Okay. And it's not the same motherfuckers, okay. right? Why, why would this motherfucker's opinion have anything to do with this engagement, your creation? No, and the it wouldn't. And say, why is it not sufficient for you to build this enough to say, even if he's not a fan of your music, he's a fan of your hustle? Right. This person or this person? This, the motherfucker who... The original. Was, yeah, the, the intended the, Yes. The, the intended it's because, it's because, once again, MK, for me, I strictly believe it's a matter of relation. Mm-hmm. I can't see what... I, be, strictly because I don't know. Not because I think it's impossible. I can't see what a, a, a nigga in Greece, my age, mm-hmm. could relate to me about. Mm-hmm. I can't see what a nigga in Iceland could relate to me about. Mm. We can't talk raps and hip-hop. We can talk music. Music is a universal language. Someone in Iceland and Greece has some music they like. Mm. And there are more chances than not that we like the same music. So there's always relation. But I'm talking about live shit. Like, mm. Yes, and there was a bullying system in school. The same way in Greece, I'm sure there are bullies in their schools. So there's another form of relation there. But it's the fine-tuned things. It's the small things. Like knowing not to... Man, this is tough because I don't know if anything I say is not an example there or it doesn't happen, but it's just from imagination. Um, Knowing... It's like a because he's a gangster and in the hood, you had to call and I don't know, I'm sure they have hoods or whatever, so I'm not sure how much this doesn't relate. But because I don't know, I can't expect that of him or her in those spaces in another country. I think we can, I think what I, and this is what I was hoping to get to, but we didn't get to, and I understand him to say that we may have different opinions, right? But the only reason I persisted on the conversation is because I was trying to understand, you know, because I got the feeling that you were of the view that your view is the majority view, right? The the pursuing, okay. the, the, yeah. And I didn't understand that. I was like, I, I can never understand why anybody would put their heart and sweat into something that can make you a living and you have a life that you're building and like, you are able to, to do what you love and then that allows you to build a life and then give a fuck what... Yes, I understand let Nas down, but let Nas down is not going to hinder me from continuing to make my music. But what if letting Nas down means that much for you that it actually does? Not because it doesn't hinder you making music for them to consume, but it hinders you making music because you're not right with yourself. You're not right you, with yourself because the music you made is not... It's not relating to the people you thought it would, with the people you'd like it so to. So it's not a matter of like, you're not getting the amount of feedback from the, the world that you want. Yeah, it's, it's, where, it's, it's where it's coming, coming from. from. That's what I'm talking so about, relation. you booked in South Africa, you've been booked in Greece and you're doing... Uh, and you're doing well in Greece. Greece. But you really want your people to celebrate this with you here home. It's a matter of relation. That's what I was talking about with your girl appreciating a compliment from you. An artist may appreciate a compliment from their city. Mm-hmm. Every artist will tell you, mo- most artists, 75% I'm willing to bet around the world, will tell you the most hate they've ever received was from their own city. 
they'll tell you this. And the reason why they feel like that is because that's where you wish for it most. Because of the relation. You are loved across the fucking world, but it matters that they don't feel you in your city. Mm-hmm. Relation. Oh, I just think for me, like, if you're doing this, like, anything creative business-wise, then, like, you should be able... But or you should, you should be looking to, you know, understand the difference between what you thought, you know. I feel like you're... you're, you're the talk- reception of absolutely, your content would be... Absolutely. But do you not feel like you're talking about it from the label's aspect, from the label's perspective? Because that's purely business. What you're talking about is strictly and purely business. When I keep saying relation, that's a personal thing. That's a human touch. But I think business it's, it's can be across art, the world. Though. I think it's the art, though, because like when when artists talk about engagement with their fans, when Nuras talks about like you know fans, like it doesn't matter if the motherfuckers who aren't there, who are there, aren't the motherfuckers I thought they were there. But I can appreciate the effort. I appreciate you know, it, of course. But, so how, but don't speak as if it doesn't leave nothing that's not those who you wish it was. Mm. Don't and speak I, as if... Not, it, that's what it was. I was saying that you, it seems to weigh a whole lot more to you than to me. And I wasn't sure why... I mean, what good does that do you? It's a relation, bro. It's about, at the end of the day, you could become the greatest businessman. But if you're empty inside, what's it worth? But that's what I'm saying. I'm not empty inside. So that's the Just thing. Okay, so thought. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm saying artists are the most, some of the most emotionally charged people, right? To be an artist requires a lot of tragedy in most cases. There are very few artists who haven't gone through tragic events in their life, who haven't lived fucked up lives. So, relation to people having people there dealing with mental trauma um having feeling like someone is always there for you you're not alone in the world dealing with this life shit that's that is usually the greatest that usually weighs most for an artist relating to the person who's buying your music who appreciates you as an artist your fan more than having that number being able to fill up shows what i'm saying is he's there it doesn't matter. Dog, okay, like let me let me put it like this. Let me put it like this, MK. So MK. Let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. Hold on, hold on. Let's say you get you got you had a fucked up day. Fucked up week even. You're probably you're probably out on business in Japan where there's nobody else around and you were conducting your business but shit just wasn't working out. So you didn't get mugged, you didn't get anything personal happen to you. But it was fucked up because your shit just wasn't working out. Your your work just didn't go work out. You didn't land that deal you were trying to land. You didn't get that client. Whatever the fuck, work just didn't pan out. You come back home and you're trying to just talk about it. You're trying to de-stress. You're trying to be with people. And there's nobody around. Not one of your friends, not your girlfriend, not no family members, but all of your colleagues. There's a lot of colleagues around. You're still going to speak to them. Yes? No? Nah, knowing me. You're not. <laughs> knowing me, I'm not. Nah, I'm just you're gonna, not going to speak. You're going to breeze over it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to like so, through it. Okay, cool. Oh, so, is there someone, is, is there not someone there for you at that point? Because that colleague is trying their best to be there for you. 
What, this motherfucker know I had a bad trip somewhere? What do you mean the Chinese business? Nah, yeah, well, I mean, you was gone for a week I'm trying to catch up. What's going on, my nigga? How that shit go, you know? Just okay. as far as they can. Oh, yeah, nigga. Like, so I they're trying as best as they can. WhatsApp, then I know you, nigga. Did no, I'm... no, no. No, no, no. There's no friends around. There's no family around available. Forget so WhatsApp. This is an in person conversation. Yes. Yes. Trying to figure out how my. Yeah, trying to catch up with you. I tell you, like, hey, nigga. As well, as Kuda used to say, get better, dog. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not necessarily going to go into full conversations, but yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. What's the reason between not going into full conversation? Um, I don't want to b- b- bother you with my issues. Okay. Right. Right? Why? I don't know you like that. Yes. Because you can't relate to them like that. No, I just don't know you like that. Yeah. Not knowing you like that means you can't. can't relate. Yes, that's what it means. That's what it is. But that's what it means. I don't care how you phrase it. It's because you can't relate. Because you can't relate is because you don't know. So are you unable? Do you think you... I'm saying... No, no, no. I'm saying you can build it though. That's fine and dandy. But you're dealing with this shit right now. Building it will not take... Will not happen right now. So you building it means that A, you are going to postpone dealing with this right now and deal with it once this relationship is fully built to your satisfaction. Or B, you are never going to deal with this. You're going to build a relationship and deal with the shit that comes afterwards. So no, I'm still coming to the point. I haven't even made the point yet. My point is, that difference between you feeling that comfortable to speak to this person about that and you coming back home to your girlfriend, to an aunt, to a family member, and you getting as much detail as you want about it. That's the difference between having someone consume your music that you weren't intending and them being there, they're present, they're consuming your music, they love you as much as they do. And that person being the person you wanted to consume your music. But that that relation is, is the relation. Yes, That's all it is. That I can understand you appreciating some, but for you to say it weighs... So you can still build that, a relationship with this new fan. Yeah. But it's going to take that much time for you to get to the point where you already feel like you are with this person. And How? by that time, it's by that time, you're not... Way. It's yeah, like but that's the same thing. That's the same thing a colleague is doing. They're trying their best to meet you halfway, if not three quarters. But they're just not that person. No, I think you. you I get. I don't get how you get this with the with yeah, the personal shit. Give me too and much. Give me too much weight. Nah, bro. I don't think you're giving it enough. Especially I don't think you know. I don't think you're. Don't think you're you, giving thoughts as to why it. artists do the things they do, create the art they do. I don't think you may not be giving that thought. I don't think. Artists create to say only those people. It's not only those people. Yeah, it's, it's specifically people. those people. No, not to say, that doesn't say nobody else. No. That does not. Uh, uh, um, that doesn't exclude anyone else. That doesn't close off anyone else right. to say specifically those people. Right. That's my target market. Right. That's who I would like for my music to be consumed okay. and shared upon. One last stupid point on this question. Who, how do you know who Drake's fans are? So if you're saying you want to take specific Drake's fans specifically, how do you know who they are to determine whether they fit your criteria of what... Well, of what for you, for you to specific. say that, that means you have an understanding of that. So mm-hmm. for you to say I want to take Drake's fans, that means you have an understanding of who those fans are. No, I'm, okay. 
the mentality of saying I want that spe- specifically his his fans, right? Because when when Kendrick was saying it, he's like, "Nigga, I've got all my fans, and want to convert all your fans into my fans as yeah. well on top of yeah. my fans." Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when I say you know, you getting exactly what Drake has in your own version and you say, no, I don't want my own version. If I'm going to get this, I'm, I'm only going to have it in the Drake version of it. I think you're hearing that all wrong. Because mm. for me, that was mind-blasting, man. But what does that mean for you? Even when you're hearing it, it wrong, means like you it wouldn't mean? take it if it, if, if it doesn't come as Drake fans specifically. But so who are those? Yeah, but you just said the same thing. I just asked you about this whole colleague thing, and you said you wouldn't divulge as much information. Yeah, it's the same thing. No, well, I don't think it's It's the same same thing. thing. You didn't. You are not going to engage in that discussion. So that's me not taking it. If it's not who I want it to be, you're not discussing your week. So what changes in your in your interaction as an artist? What you mean? Now, what all your fans, your supporters, or whatever, are, are, are not the people that you you thought they'd be, right? Yeah. So what changes in your demeanor in relation? I don't know. I can't answer that one. Because that's what I'm trying to say. What When you say... That's on you. That depends on how much that means for you. I'm saying so for you, specifically. When you make that point, what do you? I, what are you imagining would be the, 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 the difference, the shift. For me, I, I like if nobody who I wanted to fucks with my art was fucking with it, mm-hmm. but I had people elsewhere, mm-hmm. then it'll turn completely into a money-making thing. It'll just be for the money that these people can now appreciate. So you, can't, ap- so you, are, you can't appreciate the people that you didn't know would appreciate your art. Yeah. And the fact of their appreciation of your art. Because they are... I acknowledge it, but I don't think I'd be able to appreciate it. Mm. I really don't. Okay, okay, okay. Now I understand. Uh, it's late, dog. I've got a few things that I wanted to just... Uh, shout out to Tomei Tomei of Heart. Hope he's having an album listening session for the Art of Heart 3 on the 25th of October. Also at JHB Hive, which is where the Imbali Live uh, sessions were. Yeah. Utanda um, Unen is one of the, 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 the house DJs for that session. Boondock Season 2, I saw someone posting. Two season two. Not season 2, new season. Yeah. Yes, new season of, of Boondocks. Yeah. Uh, I think it's next year. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk around that. I'm just waiting for it to come. I'm gonna catch it when it comes out. I'm sick of yeah. following it now. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. Uh, Undabe posted a, a poster on Nasty C's Phase Two. Ivy I saw Sun, that. Iverson talk. I saw that. I saw. I saw the conversation. I saw the conversation brewing around that. And he was talking about like. Okay, did he ask about no uh, Durban as a hip hop artist, right? That's yeah, yeah. The whole yes. conversation of Durban as a. Yeah, Durban artists and the lineup and on the on the Ivy Center. Yeah, because yeah. like most of the cats there was like house cats from my understanding. Junior Taroka, DJ. Well, Lab is not uh, just house music. I think it's more of a, a, a hip hop DJ. Instruction yeah. Boys, DJs feel feel wobbly and Junior B, but like no one saw like any MCs, you know, or hip hop artists. I mean, listen. 
this is the thing for me. I don't know. Undabe, Undabe attends a lot of events, so he's probably been there and can speak from that reference. I haven't been to the to any one of the the shows uh, that are on tour. So I don't know whether this this is a surprise guest type of feel where he doesn't want to put them on the lineup, but he still brings them out on stage. And whether if that's the case, whether it still matters that they're not on the lineup. I don't know. I don't know enough about this one. But I saw that conversation brewing. Yeah. Um, do you think he... I mean, he works with Select Play. Oh, yeah. You those know, are his brothers, brother. You know, Carl Young. They stay together. And I don't know how many of the other younger, newer acts uh, are from Durban, right, that he's making music with. I don't know anybody else outside of that clique. Yeah. Is he, does he owe the city that much at this point? Oh? Yeah. Nah. Like, is... Especially. Okay. Yo, Durban, Durban is fucking tricky, bruh. Durban is tricky because we show love, but we hate at the same time. So definitely not owing. Mm. But I also realize what people speak to when you have a platform and then helping put on. Like essentially it's if if he if he ever felt slighted by older Durban artists mm. or event managers or whatever the case may be for not putting him on, mm. then I can understand people looking at this as him doing the same thing. Mm. Right? I can understand that aspect. But I don't know, bro. Like, also, maybe the DJs make up the uh, more DJs on a set is doper for like a uh, leading up to a nasty C closing show. Yeah, could it be like a like and that, and that, yeah, the vibe yeah. situation. Like, and that's the thing I wanted to speak to as well. Like, it's his show, way. Eh? Like, it's yeah. his tour. He can if he's building up like to a a certain like climax in the in the in the crowd mm. to when he draw to when he comes out. I can I could I could see something like that. Uh but I really would love to see like cats do like it's just a, this is just a fans thing. Mm. This is us fans. Yeah, it's just wanting J. Cole and Kendrick yeah, yeah. to talk for you know? Yeah, <laughs> this is this is what it is, bro. We wish yeah. that he'd work with the artists we love. And just see them together on stage, rock the stage, or mm. do a track or whatever. Um, there's apparently a new KO album. Due I'm excited for that. On the 27th of September. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I but, love KO. Yeah, 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 yeah. Consistent. And it got bars for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out DJ Lesoul. Uh, shout out Sunkule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still got you uh, like that. I saw DJ Lesoul. Uh, DJ Lesson is a uh, Durban-based DJ. She's on the Gagasi FM. Um, she was at... Oh, she's also a former schoolmate of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classmate. Sad with us to dance. Okay, used to talk shit about yeah, her yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she out to do the big shout-outs. I think she was at uh, Music is King dinner or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, That's dope. yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout-out to you. Um... They put out the dates for the Music is King live concert for this year. Uh, Johannesburg at the Dome, 14th of December. Durban at King's Park, 15th of December. I think it's the same dates. Now that I think about it. As what? In each year. I don't know. I think I've, I've seen the same uh, dates for the, the Maybe. Previous, uh, Music is King concert. 
Uh, early bird tickets are available at web tickets, 275 bucks. And most importantly, motherfucking Bad Boys 3, right? Bad Boys 3. Motherfucking Bad Boys 3, I'm hyped. The trailer's out. Yeah. But before, uh, before, wait, before we jump into movies and everything that follows afterwards, because animation might follow, just a young shout-out to Um, Like, <laughs> there's not an episode that Jay should go by without Mche <laughs> just being shouted out. Just Mche appreciation. We see you, my nigga. Shout-outs. Shout-outs. Um, but yeah, Bad Boys 3 is coming out. That shit is dope. Long fucking awaited. Mm. Um, I'm more excited to see Gemini Man, actually. Gemini. Gemini Man. Y'all niggas are sleeping. Y'all ain't up in that shit. Oh, y'all niggas. Firstly, what y'all understand about Geminis? Because I'm a Gemini. Yes. So imagine the movie. I am a Gemini. What are you talking about? No, nah, but that's the thing. That's the one. T- that's the only side of me that you get to experience. That's the one side of me that you get to experience. The stubborn side. There's an absolute sweetheart behind this whole thing. It's just that they he ain't for y'all niggas. He ain't for y'all. <laughs> that nigga is not for y'all. Um, but uh, yeah, Gemini man is. That's exactly it. It's Will Smith having some sort of clone. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. How can you remember... How can you remember... How can you remember that concept of Will Smith being cloned yeah. and not link it I, to I Gemini the Man? I title, but I was like, well, obviously, this is an old movie. Then I, do, I don't remember anything about it, but I'm sure I've heard the title before. Okay. Yeah. Right. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Well, he's fighting like a, a younger version himself. of himself. Yeah, it's like how they did Captain America when Captain America meets Captain America. I'm like, I've been wanting to see who can kick ass between the two caps. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's that dope shit. That's the crazy shit. I've seen a, a movie called uh, The Green Book or Just Green Book uh, with Mahershala Ali. I think he was in. Uh, what was it called? What did I say was the movie? Moonlight? Yeah, the other I one. I think it was Moonlight or the other one, though, if not Moonlight. Uh, Mahershala Ali, I'm sure you can find him. Um, Green Book is a dope movie. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy because it juxtaposes a lot of, like, racially charged situations and puts a white person in the position of the black person and a black person in the position of, like, you know, the out-of-touch uh, white person only for you to discover later on that you don't know as much about this black man's life as you think you do for you to assume that he's just being rich and bougie and out of touch and you know the poor you know Italian dude you know even though he himself is racist against black people is somehow you know in a, has more understanding of the, the generic black experience in America that shit was a mindfuck it sounds, it sounds like a dope yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a very, very dope concept. And if you like seeing your A-class in a movie, A-class, that hot, hot, sizzling slap, please, 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 Thunder. give yourself an opportunity to check out the Green Book. Old movie references, you know, it'll always be Revolver, make an opportunity oh, shit, to see man. that. Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, shit. Make an opportunity to see that. Lucky number, motherfucking Lucky number seven, make an opportunity to do that. Requiem for a dream, make an an opportunity to to see that. Eternal sunshine of a spotless motherfucking mind. Yeah, niggas. And uh, Ghost Star, it's never too late to start watching anime. Uh, Shout out to One Piece. Shout out to One Piece. Shout out to Naruto. Um, 
Shout out to One Punch Man. If you've been able to transition from, you know, the the One Piece or yeah, anime video to the manga, jump jump us a fucking message of how you did it, bro. Like I can't keep up with the manga as much as like I get I get hyped for the animated episodes, bro. And if you do keep up with the manga, holla at me, my nigga. I'm straight yeah. up and down He's the up only to motherfucker date. that knows where And I ain't got nobody to talk to. I ain't got nobody to talk to. Holla at me. School, yeah. school daddy, I know you're listening, my nigga. Holla at me. Fuck shout out school seconds. daddy. Shout out Brady. Uh, shout out to the homies, bruh. We got uh, connects, man. We got connects. And we also got Tibby Gone. Yeah, Negative. we need to go fucking sleep. Yeah. It's another Shout out to my moms. Moms is coming through. Moms is on the way. Yes, mom. Shout out to you. Shout out to you on the way, man. Shit, two hours. God damn. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> it's late. It's all gone wrong. And it's the motherfucking Wild Dog Park. Yes, we out, my niggas. Shit. Baby, you and I, we only full of greatness And when you wanna talk, you have to call me And ain't nobody hold you like I hold you And ain't nobody touch you like I told you You got them fast with them thick thighs, yeah uh. Baby, give me to me like it's Christmas Cause when you wanna fuck, I'm always present You and I, we was amazing All these dusty bitches, they be tripping now we skip the meal, we tryna get it Yeah, we leave it, baby, we leave it Thought I had to get on chasing You the bubble to my beat before I flipped it Talked it to my flowers and now I'm sipping Yeah, we leave it, baby, we leave it Turn to minutes, minutes turn to hours Kept it sacred at the time, we thought the shit was ours Now it's hella vodka with some apple sours Savage whispers talking shit, why would you hear them cowards? Moving forward, looking back, you caught them salty showers Thought we'd blossom to be real, we artificial flowers Was trying to figure how we feel Farmer Zen, you that pill Now the movie on the real You and I was amazing Chill. All these dusty bitches, they be tripping now we skip the meal, we tryna get it Yeah, we leave it, baby, we leave it Thought I had to get on chasing You the bubble to my beat before I flipped it Talked into my flowers and now I'm sipping Yeah, we leave it, baby, we leave it